Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Nose Podcast. Thank you for clicking on that play button. It's so, so, so great to have you guys back here again. Um, I know it's be, I've been, you know, am I have been really busy myself. I hope you've been, you, you all have been good. Um, but really, I just want to, I'm so excited to get into this um, topic of discussion because something really intriguing, right? You see the evil God. Um, it's something intriguing and this actually, um, I mean, I, I was speaking to an atheist and he was a Christian before, but he, um, he said, you know, he became an atheist because he, the Christian God is evil and he put up some scriptures that, you know, supported his claim. And I went through the scriptures and they are very controversial they are very controversial scriptures and we'll be discussing one today and that is first samuel 15 verse 3 first samuel 15 15 verse 3 and um um uh, i'll read from verse 1 and then it says um then samuel said to saul as king saul um the lord sent me to anoint you as king over his people over israel now therefore listen to the words of the lord Right. Thus says the Lord of hosts, I will punish Amalek for what he did to Israel, how he set himself against him on the way um, on the way while he was coming up from Egypt. Um, verse three, the um, um, controversial text. Now go now. It says now go and strike Amalek and utterly destroy all that he has and do not spare him but put to death both man and woman children and infant ox sheep camel donkey and all so this is very is very heavy a hard pill to swallow right um but i mean you know when we come across things like this right um the first question we ask ourselves is how can a god who claims to be all good and altogether loving do such a brutal thing or give such a brutal command and i and i actually get that you know because i've asked myself that question right i've asked myself that a lot of times before um but but thankfully i got better understanding right i sat to study this with a different perspective and in my opinion the better perspective now follow me and i really love it if you like um follow me through to the end because it's gonna be a very interesting journey right it was very interesting studying this and compiling this as well so yeah so now god is all loving all good but he's also all just right so he that is god is the standard of justice right um if God exists, right, he has to be the standard of good, the standard of justice, the standard of love, and all of that. You see, so now, like I said, he's he he's he's all loving, all good, but he's also all just. And I think a lot of people miss this. Like a lot of people don't realize that 
um, as much as God is good, He's all loving and He's also all just, right? He's the standard of justice. So the funny thing is this: when, for instance, you know, a tested and proven criminal, right, is giving a death penalty, you know, some might say, uh, yes, he or she deserved it. Justice is served, and all of that, right? Um, or also if a nation is going through so much distress because of so much evil you know going around them um terrorism and all of that some cry out to god to help and you know when he does by say you know wiping out the evil some will say that god is evil by wiping out the evil you see so in essence we are so quick to you know accept punishment from a human to another human but um, we are so quick to condemn God when he chooses to step in. You see, so when God serves justice, we say he's mean. But when he doesn't, we say he's mean. <laughs> Why? You see, because we forget that the very fact that God is good, the very fact that God is all reason, uh, all the, the very reason, uh, what am I saying? The very fact that um, God is all good is the very reason why he cannot stand evil and he does something at the appointed time. So, yeah, so now that I've said that, let's actually tackle the, 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 the text, right? So why did God order this why did god give this order in first samuel 15 from verse 3 well this actually lies in uh, uh lies in the nature of god and his plans to save humanity what do i mean you see so god being perfectly um just uh god being a perfectly just god cannot let sin go unpunished Right, so the wrong conclusion or perspective um, is, is saying, how can God be so evil but claim to be good? You're seeing it from a rigid perspective instead of, you know, considering all of God's attributes. And a lot of people that, you know, from this text conclude that God is evil, they don't consider all of God's attributes. Right, so considering all of God's attributes that's the better way that's the better perspective you see so the better way to look at it is since god is just there must have been a reason why he specifically ordered the destruction of those people and everything in them you need to question the people as well not only god what did they do to warrant such punishment and you know judgment what did they do now um the amalekites the amalekites had you know they had they had incorporated um grave sins into the very fabric of their society right and they continued in their sins perpetually over a long period of time um but let, let's back up a bit right now who who was amalek who was amalek um so i'll just give you a brief history very very brief history of who amalek was um so eliphaz son of esau that is the patriarch um jacob's brother and son sworn enemy you know and his concubine um timna had a child named amalek 
you see so amalek grew up in esau's household you know um he he imbibed esau's pathological hatred for jacob's descendants you know along the way you see so his offsprings became the nation of amalek and they lived to the south of um the land of israel which is now known as you know um as negev as the negev desert that is n-e-g-e-v the negev desert you see so back to what i was saying that's what i said these people had had incorporated um Corporated grave sins into the very fabric of the society. Um, but before we really get into that, let's see through scriptures why God showed his wrath upon the Amalekites. So it won't just be me, um, um, you know, basically jumping into conclusions, right? So these people, the Amalekites, oppressed the Israelites, right? unprovoked like they oppressed the israelites they killed frail israelites and they were kidnapping children for the sake of material gain deuteronomy 25 from verse um, 17 to 18 says remember what amalek did to you along the way when you came out came out from egypt how he met you along the way um, and attacked among you all the stranglers at your rear when you were faint and weary and he did not fear god and he did not fear God. Now, these people attacked the Israelites viciously, right? After Moses has had led them out of Egypt, right? Um, you know, you can see that in Exodus, Exodus um, 17 from verse 8. It says, Then Amalek came and fought against Israel at um, Raphidim, right? So they had no conscience when it came to killing the stranglers, meaning um, those that were feeble and, um, you know, killing those that were faint and weary, and this surely included women and young children you see so um they did all these because they did not fear god right so as the scripture right as scripture rightly says you see so um 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 there's more scriptures that actually show the brutality of the amalekites upon uh, upon the israelites now read um judges 6 from verse 3 to 6 it says for it was written when israel had sown that the um midianites would come up with the amalekites and the sons of the east and go against them so follow me closely don't get bored now come on (laughs) verse 4 and it says um so they would they would camp against them and destroy the produce the produce of the earth as far as gaza and leave no sustenance in israel as well as no sheep ox or donkey right for they would come up with uh, with their livestock and their and their tent they would come in like locust of num- for number both both they and their camels were innumerable and they came into the land to devastate it um then verse 6 it says so israel was brought very low because of um median and the son and the sons of israel cried to the lord and the sons of israel cried to the lord now see the amalekites were a major terror they were like modern day ter- terrorists right to the israelites but we actually see god being patient with them listen he gave them grace for repentance i mean <laughs> they have been terrorizing the Israelites since they basically left Egypt. And, you know, this was since Exodus down to the time of Samuel the prophet, right? God had appointed 
God had an appointed time to end the troubles that the Amalekites were causing the children of Israel. You see, so imagine like, I mean, God actually gave them a lot of time over 400 years. He gave them over 400 years, right? And I'm, I'm sure if we were in God's shoes, like for instance, somebody messes with, for instance, you're a general, right? And um, there's a lot of threats to um, against your um, the country you're protecting or whatever, right? You don't wait for for so long. You immediately, you know, strategize and attack, right? But God, in His mercy, gave these people time, right? Like I said, from Exodus down till the time of Samuel. And if you remember from the beginning, I said. Um, I, I said, God has a, he, he, he cannot stand evil and he does something at an appointed time. You see, so God had an appointed time to end the troubles that the Amalekites were causing the children of Israel. You see, so God giving that command to Saul through the prophet Samuel in first, um, um, Samuel 15 from verse 1 to 3 was basically him delivering a distressed nation from consistent havoc caused by all their enemies that's the amalekites in this context they had a lot of enemies basically the canaanites were their enemies anybody under the canaanites were, were their enemies but let's not that's not what we're talking about so the amalekites in this context right so god heard and answered the cries of the israelites you see so when we meet scriptures like this it's important to look at the pretext the post-text and the historical text to understand the context. Hmm. I feel like you bar. <laughs> you know, so that's very important in Bible study because God really doesn't do anything without a reason. Right? He doesn't do anything without a reason there and then or later in the future. You see, so um and also i said we we're going to discuss like the disturbing things that the amalekites practice you know um as canaanites they were supporters and practitioners of a polytheistic religion that practiced children's sacrifices prostitution um bestiality and homosexuality you see so these people these people when it came to um, um child sacrificing right these people offered up newborn babies to um molek molek was a deity molek um um m-o-l-e-c-h or moloch uh, or milcom or malcolm you see so it is the biblical name of a canaanite god you know associated with child sacrifice you know through um they would do this through fire or war right so um rabbinical tradition you know depicted moloch that is you know that's the greek translation you know it was mentioned in acts 7 from verse 43 right um it mentioned the tabernacle of moloch right um but the hebrew origin is molek that is m-o-l-e-k or molek m-o-l-e-c-h i hope you're following me right um so Molech uh, was uh, described as a bronze statue heated with fire into which the victims were thrown. You see, so this has been associated um, with reports by Grecian Roman authors 
on the child sacrifices in Carthage. You, know, you see, Carthage um, was an ancient city destroyed by the Roman Republic, you know, in the Third Punic War in um, um, 146 BC, right? And they, uh, um, they then redeveloped as the Roman Carthage, which became the major city of the Roman Empire, you know, in the province of Africa. And um, on the eastern side of the lake of Tunis, which is um, what is now known as Tunisia, I just wanted to give that bit of um, historical background, right? So, um, like I said, um, it's been associated with um, reports by Grecian Roman authors um, on the child sacrifices in Carthage to Balhaman, right? So, archaeological um excavation since the 1920s have actually produced evidence for child sacrifice in Carthage. you see so the process um was actually was actually described by charles foster charles foster was an english writer you know a traveler a veterinarian um a text um taxidermist barrister philosopher you know he was known for his um, books and articles on nat- natural history travel theology law and you know and medical ethics so he describes the process thus um he says a great many people used to pray to this idol um speaking uh, you know referred to as um Moloch, right um it had the head of a calf and it was made of brass and it it was hollow inside right there was a place in the side to make a fire in it when it got very hot the wicked people used to put their little children in its arms the little children were burned to death they were burned to death there while other men are blowing on trumpets and beating on drums and making a great noise so that no one can hear the poor little child cry are you are you hearing this so this is what the amalekites practiced right and um john milton um also described this process in his um in his i think in his book called paradise lost in the 16 um um 67 right so um this is what the amalekites practiced you know alongside the amorites edomites and others the canaanites as a whole right so god had been gracious with these people for over 400 years even though they regarded him not you see but they had caused so much trouble as a society and towards the people of israel you see and the people of israel had cried for so long right and god being good and just provided redemption from such great evil you know the amalekites and the likes you know by giving king saul at that time the order to eliminate every object and person associated with them you see so it was it was like an enough is enough type of sanction you see so it wasn't a terrible war crime you see it was a necessary action that had been long overdue you see so in all i've been saying the summary is basically this all god did was a form of justice and it wasn't just an abrupt action it wasn't just a chemical reaction it was redemption it was god redeeming people of so much distress caused by um wicked people 
so this is the proper perspective that you should look at look at this um verse from and the following verses that i'll be addressing right so please stay tuned it's gonna be an amazing time um as always you know so um i'm going to take our time to explain and give like proper explanation as um as as the lord will lead me and to the best of my knowledge right to give a proper explanation to all of this of all of the scriptures that um um my atheist friend went ahead to um conclude that from those scriptures god is evil and from first Samuel 15 we've discussed this that this is this doesn't point in fact if anything it shows god's goodness right they try to say oh okay you cannot explain away um um brutality or whatever but you need to understand the context and you need to actually study it and not just make conclusions it's very very important to not just do that right so that's basically where we'll be stopping stopping for today and thank you so much for clicking on that play and hey remember share this with someone that you know needs needs this and i'm sure that is everyone um so please share um and if you have any questions please send me an email send an email i'm gonna leave my email on the description of this um podcast so please you can shoot an email to, down to me or um, you can send me a DM on Instagram. I would respond to any, um, either one really. So yeah, please, um, I look forward to questions or feedback and um, yeah, stuff. So yeah, um, till next time, grace and peace, fam. <laughs>